Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegirard.com and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash authors on the air. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Welcome to the Killer Women Podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air Global Network. I'm your host, Danielle Gerard, and today's guest is Megan Miranda. Megan is the New York Times bestselling author of All the Missing Girls, The Perfect Stranger, The Last House Guest, a Reese Witherspoon book pick, The Girl from Widow Hills, and Such a Quiet Place. She has also written several books for young adults. She grew up in New Jersey, graduated from MIT, and lives in North Carolina with her husband and two children. Her latest book, which I just finished in a fever pitch, is called The Last to Vanish, and it is out on July 26th. Welcome, Megan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. So fun. I'm so excited too. And Megan and I got to meet actually in person for the first time at Thriller Fest um, this month in New York City, which was so, so fun. And she was actually on the panel that I uh, moderated too. Awesome. And that's a different comedic experience, but if you <laughs> can ever get your hands on that audio recording, uh, it might be worth a laugh. But anyway, first off, this is such a good book. I, I literally devoured it. I was like, I was, I told Megan that before we started the call, I was late for the gym <laughs> because I was like, I had like six pages left and I was like, I am not leaving until I know exactly how this ends. So, so fun. So tell us about The Last to Vanish, Megan. Yeah. So The Last to Vanish is about this small mountain resort town with a very mysterious history. Um, over the last 25 years, seven visitors to the area have disappeared without a trace. Uh, most recently, a journalist who was staying at the local inn to investigate this string of disappearances. Um, and it's about a woman named Abby who manages this local inn, and she suddenly finds herself at the center of this new investigation into the town's hidden secrets. And she's sort of the one person who is willing to dive into this kind of notorious history and try and piece together the truth. And one of the things I love about Abby is that she's been there for a decade. So she's, it's one of those towns where, you know, no, you're not really from there unless you're from there. So you're, you're sort of on the, on the periphery, but she does sort of manage to, to be accepted uh, over the, the course of a decade. And yet she sort of still feels like she's uh, half in, half out. And that is, uh, it makes her position as uh, our investigator, um, you know, really, really interesting. So, um, I highly recommend this. This is coming out July 26th. So let's talk a little bit about your um, your path to writing. So okay. first, Megan, you are the first um, MIT graduate <laughs> writer that I have um, ever encountered. I'm I think of MIT more as you know scientists and, uh, and mathematicians, of course. So what what led you from um, from MIT into writing? 
Yeah. I mean, I know they seem so different, but it feels like it felt like a really natural progression. And, um, you know, I'm a lifelong reader. I've, I've loved books my whole life. I grew up reading suspense and thrillers and I loved writing. Um, I didn't, you know, I was in high school. I didn't really know like the path to becoming a writer, which of course, like there is not really a path. There's a hundred or a thousand different paths. And I love hearing everyone's stories because we all kind of come to this place with very different backgrounds and experiences. Um, but I went to school for biology. Um, I worked in biotech for a few years and I was a high school science teacher for a few years. And, you know, this whole time I was always reading um, and always in the back of my mind, I said, I, I really want to write a book, but I had kind of given it up after high school for a little while. Yeah. Um, and it was when I had kids of my own, when I really came back to it, I'm like, this is my passion. This is what I love to do, you know? why don't I, why am I not taking like a real shot at this? Um, and I, I feel like all of my different experiences kind of informed my ideas because my first books were young adult. They were set in the world of high school and they yeah. were inspired by this weird, like science, what if question. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it was, it, it felt like a natural progression, even though, you know, I think, you know, looking at it, biology writing, they don't, necessarily seem like they come from the same place but they were always kind of my two loves right and it makes sense there is something sort of because I came from finance I spent 10 years in finance and there is something it, it, you don't want to call it a formula but there is sort of a pattern and a rhythm that you have that you know there's something sort of musical mathematic about writing right you have to ha have a certain so that kind of makes sense to me and the biology makes me think of John Green of course is you know, was also like a science teacher, wasn't he? Anyway, but that is, that is, um, that makes sense to me. So then though, you did, how many YA books did you do? Um, my first five were young adult and then wow. all the missing girls was my first adult. And then I did two or I did three more, two more young adult as I was doing adult at the same time. So, so how um, many books do you have out? You have a lot of books. This is number 13. I love it. That's amazing. Okay. So what, what happened with all the missing girls? What what was the transition to, to, to venturing into adult fiction? So it's interesting because like looking back at it, I don't think there was a moment where I was like, I'm going to write an adult book right now. Mm -hmm. It was more <laughs> like, I feel like it really comes down to the character and right. the story and, and that I'm, I'm not someone who like comes with plot first, it's more character first. And so okay. it's really like, what's the right character who's suited for this type of story, this type of experience. And when I started writing All the Missing Girls, I really wasn't sure at first I, because I knew this backstory of what happened when the characters were in high school. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I kind of got a few chapters in, I realized this book kind of needed an element of hindsight. And it was, you know, the aftermath 10 years later mm -hmm. and looking back at this event and how, you know, characters moved on for it from it or didn't and a new mystery that kind of brings them back. So it felt again, like this kind of natural progression to, oh, I'm writing an adult book. Right. Um, as opposed to kind of sitting back and being like, what's my adult idea? Where are my adult characters? Um, kind of let the story inform it do you find the same are you a character or? well it's a no I'm a I'm a for me it's a it's a certain situation you know it's a it's a you know you someone who wakes up on um and doesn't know how they got to where they are or something more like that and then I figure out what's the care who is the character that would be in that position um so I'm kind of the opposite I think but um so that's really interesting so when now you have 
now teenage children. Um, yeah. So when you were writing, were you reading your books to your children or they, they were a little young? How did it all, how did it so play out with them? It, it was funny because when, when I started writing, they were one in three. And right, so right. like, you know, the, the idea of them reading my books was something that was like so far in the distant future that right. I couldn't even fathom it. Right. Um, and then I remember my daughter asking me like, you know, when can I read this? And I was like, when you're 10, which again, seemed like it was like, right. Like, ages and ages and ages. Yeah, right. And you're talking and then, about the YA, obviously. Yes, not the I'm talking about the YA. Right, yes. right. So, you know, they, um, they start, both of my kids have read most of my uh, YA books, but they were older when they yeah. were, when they were, you know, kind of that, that age. Right. Um, so yeah, it was. Have they was, read the adult fiction, fiction yet? They have not. And I, I also, they've talked about it, but also I feel like they, they almost know the plots because I'm talking right. about them so much. So right. they'll sort of be like, oh, that one, is that where XYZ happens? And I'm like, yep, well. So you, spoiler, the kids <laughs> yeah. already know the end. That's yeah. so funny. So you, do you find yourself then when you're working through a book, you talk about it uh, at home and, and your family, they don't just look at you. My family is like, what are you talking about? Who are these people? They don't want to yeah. hear anything about it. I mean, they, they do like a lot of times I'll be asking for help with titles. And so that's oh. when I'm sort of giving the right. premise. I don't usually like talk out my mystery plots, right? The right. family, but um, I do kind of, I'm titles are like the last thing that come for me. So yeah. sometimes I'm just trying to like brainstorm ideas and why are those the hardest happen. words? I tell yeah. you the titles are the hardest words. Yes. It's, yeah, I, I totally understand that. Well, that's funny. So, um, so they haven't read the, but they're old enough now. My, yes. Yeah. My daughter started reading my fiction when she was in, well, going into college. So maybe you're not, not quite there. Yet. There's, yeah. there's no rush. Cause then they have lots of things to say, like, why did you do this to this person? Right. And, um, right. uh, you know, you're like, I, I can't really explain that to you. So, um, okay. <laughs> so you start with a character. This is so interesting. So, uh, so Abby came to you first. So I will say this one was a little different. There's, there's, it's usually a character and something else. And this okay. was very much thinking about a town as yeah. well, like a town with a notorious history, but maybe that history is like much more recent than, you know, right. another type of town, but it's a town that embraces this history and then sees right. it as part of their identity. And so I, I was thinking about a character who's a part of this world but not entirely, just like you were saying, like has a foot in and a foot out. She's been there a decade. She feels like she's a member of it. It is her home. She loves it. She right. loves it in. And yet there's still this boundary that she cannot fully get across to, to kind of know all of their history. Right. And the thing is interesting when you talked about this a tiny bit, but also before the call is that your books, you know, I feel like when we, you know, I, you read a, uh, an author's books and you feel like I, you could read a book and say, I know this is a Megan Miranda book because it feels like a Megan Miranda or a Danielle Gerard book or whatever. But you're, I just recently read Such a Quiet Place, which is your last release from last summer. Uh, and then now this, and they feel so different. And we were talking about that a little bit because that's really unusual and not just, of course, Such a Quiet Place was you know, in a, uh, in a tiny cul-de-sac and it was, you know, a, a group of neighbors, but it was also multiple personality, uh, multiple personality, multiple points of view. Um, and this is, you know, this is just, um, sing it's single point of view, it's first person. 
um, and I think that was mixed, right? It was such a quiet place. It was you were in the in the first person for the that the main character, but then other people in third. Um, you had like the message boards, which kind of gave yes. you an insight into the oh, other. Oh right, characters. right. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. right. Okay, so it wasn't really multiple. That's right. You did that. But was you really... were kind of getting other perspectives from that. You're right. Totally, yeah. that was very clever. Um, so I felt like they're very different, and and Abby is it's not just of course this current mystery there's a there's a theme of going through abby where she's sort of also in a process of discovering kind of you know who she is she's she's obviously now she was young when she got there right um her mother um had passed away i don't think i'm ruining anything um and she was sort of finding herself and now she's 10 years in and i'm really sort of settling into who she is and i feel like that process for you it, it makes sense that you start with character because she has so many, so much depth and so many layers as she's trying to understand, um, you know, who she is, what's her place, not just in this town, but sort of, you know, in the world. And, um, and what does she owe to these people um, mm -hmm. who have, have gone missing? So that is, it's really, I'm talking out loud because I'm just trying to understand your process. But I think that's so interesting. So tell us how much you knew, like, Walk me through a little bit. Like, what do we know when you started this? Uh, you, the town was part of it, and Abby was part of it. Um, and you talked a little about the, sort of the history of the town. What did we know? What did you know about Abby when you started to write? So little. Like, I, yeah. I feel like you know, I, I enjoy that part of the process of going in not knowing because, like, the character for me is sort of the the fun mystery of like unwinding yes. who you are, who you want to be, what your relationship right. is with all of these different people. And like you said, like, what does she owe these people who have disappeared that are strangers? And right. what does she owe these people who have taken her in mm -hmm. as one of their own as well? And like that dynamic kind of right. coming into play. So it varies with every book. Um, what I know, I, usually do not know the ends of my books. Interesting. Um, I usually know one of the threat, like one of the subplots that, that kind okay. of like a, a backbone. So I either yep. know where I want the character to end up kind of like that arc, um, or I know something that happened in the past. Um, everything in this book was a mystery, except like the town itself when I started. Interesting. Um, I love going into that with the main character who doesn't know who they can trust um, because yes. it, it allows me to kind of channel that. Like, I don't yeah. know what characters right. to trust. There's this feeling of like, you know, paranoia sometimes. Um, so I, I love that process in a first draft, though I also sometimes reach like this panic level of like, I really of should know. Right? Of course, you're like, <laughs> wait, I'm two thirds through and I still have no idea. Yes, absolutely. And then you got to go back and rewrite. <laughs> once right. you figure it out. Yes. Which is the, which is part of the process. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So you're not a plotter. Mm -mm. No. So you just sort of, you, you're channeling um, Abby, you're channeling sort of what she does and doesn't know. And of course in this book, which you know, the other thing that comes to town is this so small towns, we, you know, there's weather is really extreme. Technology is not very, you know, you can only get cell service in one little corner of the office. So there's all these sort of challenges that actually, you know, I'm in Montana. So I am familiar with some of those, you know, they're actual, that's a real thing, right? The, yeah. the phone lines go down because of, you know, a storm or wind or, um, and that also adds to the, and, and the thing that's wonderful about this town, which is true, I think of, of, of each one of us is that everybody has a little, a secret, right? Everybody has 
And whether those secrets are really nefarious or not, it's just things that we don't necessarily want to admit. Um, and that is, and she is discovering those um, about you know everyone as she goes along, which is really, anyway, it, it, it's so interesting. So, okay, so your process is that you sort of write along with your character mm-hmm. and then to the end of the book? So I do, I've done that and it's sort of like a disaster, like where yes. did I go wrong sometimes? Yes. So, when I say I don't plot, I mean, I don't plot at the start, but I right. definitely, there's there's kind of like, I guess, turning points. And so when I start a book, if I can see, okay, this is kind of my 50 page turning point of like yes. the launch, right? The setup right. of the launch. And I feel like I can write that. Usually the thing I see pretty early on is like the halfway points. And that's okay. kind of the moment where maybe the perspective shifts dramatically of, of what we thought was happening or right. it things into different perspective. Um, so it's not necessarily like the big aha reveal twist, but right. something that I'm working towards at the halfway. Right. And then when I get there, I try to make sure I at least can see, if not like the exact who done it, like how that's going to play out. So it becomes kind of like a skeleton. Yeah. Um, yes. Is that how you work as well? Or do you? Plot? No, I, I actually, I think I'm more on the disaster level. I'm trying to get better <laughs> about this, but I tend to go sort of all the way through. Um, and then, and, I, and my out files oftentimes, you know, I don't, I, I, that's what I call when I, anything I remove from the draft ends up in an out file. And oftentimes, you know, if the book is a hundred thousand words, the out file is like 60 which wow. really is painful. Wow. So I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm 15 books in and you think I'd get smarter, but um, not yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on getting smarter, but I, I, I know what you're saying. Cause there is, you know, I, I have that too. I think I do get lost. So do you then turn, does somebody read those for you? You have, um, when you get to sort of this point, you're like, does this first half hold up? Yeah. So sometimes it depends like, when my deadlines are and how far right. I am in the process too. But I usually um, send an early look to my editor oh, um, good. as yeah. well to kind of make sure like this is right. the set that's working. This is kind of what we were all hoping it would be. Um, and a lot of times, like I'm someone really interested in the way stories are told. So sometimes I try different structures and right. that's when you talk about like throwing out mm-hmm. things or 60,000 words. I mean, I've had to rewrite books because the structure wasn't right. You know, it yes. wasn't the right way to tell a story. And then, you know, I have my 10th book, I rewrote like four to five completely mm, different drafts. Right. So I, I, I feel you on that. Yes, I think it's, um, it's like you said, everybody's process is different. And unfortunately, every book is different, right? right. You think, oh, I know, now I know. Now I know right. how to write a book. And it's, it's, it's not true. So you are known. I mean, you are like, everyone's like, oh, Megan Miranda plot twist. It's like, you are sort of the, the queen of the plot twist, which is, and, and so interesting then to me to talk about the fact that you don't necessarily know that's coming, or is that, is that one of those pieces of the sort of skeleton that you sort of see from a little bit further away, or do you write okay. back into it? How does that work? Sometimes, like it really, and I guess the thing that I like, because I feel like I love reading plot twist books and twisty books, and you know, you always try and figure them out as you're reading, right. and so I try to be like, even if you're going to see the big one, there's a lot of little surprises along the yes. way that yes. are things that resonate and are meaningful, right. so I don't necessarily, like I, I see little ones, and sometimes I feel like those have the most 
impact. And yeah. so I try to, sometimes when I'm plotting, as I'm writing, it's not necessarily about what happens, but what's revealed or what you learn in each section. Um, and so that's, that's smart. kind of uh, the reveal. Yeah, you're good at holding things back, which I think is an interesting thing. Like I, I think some, uh, my instinct is always like the reader needs to know all these things. <laughs> And, and yet that's that's really where we're supposed to sort of not, you know, we're supposed to hold that stuff back. And that, I think you do a really good job with Abby. Even at the very end, we, you know, there's there's things that are gonna, <laughs> you're gonna find out. So, I, and I love that. Um, and I think readers are so smart, right? right? That they're gonna, oftentimes those big plot twists, it's, it's almost impossible to keep yes. them from figuring it out unless you sort of cheat, which, you know, I. As a reader I, and as a writer, I, I don't love as much, which, you, you know, so I love the fact that you're not, there's no cheats in here. You're not, you're not in somebody's point of view and just not telling us something that they would know and that they would be thinking about. So, um, but that is, I think you're right. You, you do a really good job of sort of like, there's information that comes out in unexpected moments and those are wonderful twists. So um, it's a well, it's a well um, earned, you know, no more for you. Um, okay. so. Now, how, how long does it take you to sort of draft a book? Are you, cause you're on an annual deadline, right? You've got a book yeah. out a year, every year. Um, it's hard to say because I feel like the, the second half of my book goes much faster than the first right. half. Are you the yeah. same? Like, yes. it takes me a while for the setup and having yeah. all the pieces and now I know my characters. And if there's something yeah. I figure out, then it's like, okay, now I go back and rework right. that. So, you know, I usually have like, for this book, I actually remember exactly when I had the idea because I was on a walk in my neighborhood and I took a picture and it was in like this trail in the woods. And so it was fun. like, I had this, like I could, it was a scene I wrote as soon as I got home. About, oh, I love it. Yeah. And that was, I think the beginning of October. Mm -hmm. And um, I turned my draft in, in right before my last book came out. So it was the beginning of July. So that yes. was right. That kind of like my yes. yeah that, yeah that's right about like eight eight months probably start yeah. to finish and the majority of that time is spent laying the foundation which makes sense right once you once you know the foundation you know the world everything happens a little faster so that's fun so do you, you I know you have you, your um your mom your, we were talking about this your chauffeur you don't have a driver yet so um do you are you sort of get the kids off and then work during the day I am. Yeah. I am. I, I am a creature of habit. I find routines very helpful me for too. me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like to write in this. This is where I write every day. Yes. I like to have yes. that. You close your door. You leave that part of the world behind. Right. right. And then at the end of the day, you leave it. Close right. that door. Close the door, process laundry, make dinner, yes. <laughs> do all the yeah. mom things. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, that's so exciting. Okay. So this was, this is 13. Is that what you yeah. said? Number 13, yes. lucky 13. Um, okay, so what? what's next? What are you working on? Obviously you're well into or have already turned in the draft for the next one. So crazy, this this business. What What is, what are you working on? Um, so it's another kind of, you know, book in this vein. I always yes. say that, like, I joke with my editor that I always set books either like in the woods, in the mountains yes. or next to the water. Right. And yes, you do. You the water okay. <laughs> so yes. um, I don't want to say too much because I'm still uh -huh. in the process and because right. I don't do too much plotting up front, some things right. can change. Yes. Before. But yes, it should be out next year. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. Okay. Well, um, this is fabulous. So this will be out in just a heartbeat. 
tell us where all, um, where do we find all the information about you and all your books, your website, social media, um, all that good stuff. Okay, so my website's meganmiranda.com. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter through there or find my social media links. I'm probably most active on Instagram, um, Megan L. Miranda there and Facebook, author Megan Miranda. Wonderful. Well, this was so fun. It was so good to have a chance to talk about this book and, and all of your books and um, everybody should go and pick this up. And um, until I look forward to the next one and hope you'll, you'll come back and visit us again. Um, this has been the Killer Women Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Gerard. You can find me at daniellegerard.com. And this has been our chat with Megan Miranda. Thank you again so much for joining us and we'll see everybody next time.